Hi there, this is Joanne Dennison, CMP, welcoming you to another episode of Sit in the Attendees Chair. Uh, and I want to welcome with me today in the podcast studio, Pauline. Hi. And Pauline's one of our troopers and also just did a, a major podcast. Um, we record more than one at a time, so I hope you take time to to listen about her experiences um, traveling back to her home in France and back again and what she observed. It's uh, quite interesting, especially if you haven't been traveling much at all and definitely out of the country. So appreciate you taking the time to, uh, you know, to research and think it through what would be helpful. And of course, also, as always, Steve the Great, whose birthday is today. Happy, happy, happy birthday to me. There you go. So, um, yes, happy birthday. Uh, so this is going to be one that I want to say slightly different. Are any two really the same? But it is the first week of September, and I'm going to title this one probably Here We Go Again. And, you know, I've kind of been alluding to this on some the past few weeks, but now I really see it happening uh, the next three to six months are not going to be what we had hoped they would be three to six months ago. And I've just been thinking about how it's going to affect me, how it's going to affect other people, both in the meetings and events world, um, personally, professionally. And uh, Pauline and I were chatting before, and one of the things I was saying, and, and she seemed to agree, is the hardest part is because we we genuinely thought we would be on the other side of this, you know, all spring um, with the vaccines and summer and, you know, July was just such a glorious month in so many ways, uh, so many restrictions. People were going to weddings, traveling internationally, not wearing masks hardly anywhere because they were allowed to not wear masks <laughs> anywhere. And unfortunately, as we're going into... Uh, fall and winter, which are not great times for a lot of people anyway, especially winter and anywhere where there's snow and cold weather. Um, we're going to be dealing with a lot of the same things that we were dealing before, and that almost hurts worse than going through it the first time because to a certain extent, the good thing is, well, no, the bad thing is we kind of know what to expect, and that's what's going to drag us down. Um, and the good thing is, though, is we do kind of know what to expect, and we've learned a lot from going through it before. So I just wanted to share some thoughts, things I'm seeing, things I'm reading. This is one of these. I hope it gives you, well, I'm always hoping, they give you information that you can use in meetings and events, information that you can use in your career, um, maybe a few smiles, and in this case, maybe hope and to figure out how to make this all go better. So here we go again. This is a modified version of last year in some ways. Other ways it may be modified but not in the way we'd like in terms of escalating cases. Um, we've been dealing with Delta and the escalating cases of Delta uh, for a couple of months here in the U.S. now. And now I read the other day that at least 139 countries, I think, have evidence of the new variant, which uh, I never learned the Greek alphabet, but I believe it's pronounced mu, M-U. 
Um, so there's another one going. And, and I want to stop here for a minute. And, you know, if you choose that you don't want to listen to my podcast or, or be in my circle, I totally understand. But I wanted to state where I'm coming from. Um, first of all, uh, I've been a registered voter in the United States since I was 18. I have never been affiliated with a party. And I pretty confidently can say I never will. It was a decision I made very early on, and I've been a registered voter and counted the other day. It's five or six states. I actively vote, um, and not just once every four years for a president, uh, but I am not affiliate. I have never identified with a political party, so I don't know if that'll make you feel worse or better, but since we seem to have made everything in this whole battle with the pandemic political. I wanted to let you know where I stood. Um, Steve and I are both fully vaccinated and we will be going for the um, Steve the Great boosters. Mm -hmm. Thanks. I just pulled a blank on what the word yeah. is uh, <laughs> when it is time because we do believe very strongly in the value of the vaccine um, and and what it can do. So uh, I want to say that so you know where I'm coming from. And what I noticed over the past couple of weeks is, is just weird little things would enter into ads or articles. And I thought, huh, haven't really seen that in a couple of months. These are strange examples, but they were some of the ones that hit me. So Michael's Arts and Crafts Store, some of you are probably familiar with it suddenly a couple weeks ago started advertising again you can pick up curbside and I thought huh I haven't seen that in a while and I, I didn't even know it was not on the ads until I saw it on the ads again and I went hmm this past week McDonald's is looking at shutting down their dining rooms in many of the states and, and maybe eventually all the states or all the locations. I'm sorry, people, but if McDonald's is shutting down their dining rooms, and yes, I realize a huge part of their business is drive through in this past year, even probably more so. And by the way, I live in a town that doesn't permit drive throughs So our McDonald's is a walk-in one. Um, but for McDonald's to say, we're going to close our dining rooms because we – think it it's not a good idea to have them open I was like oh, it's just weird for me at least what hits me at times that makes me go we're getting ready to go for a change and even this one so one chain restaurant that we have ordered out from a lot during the pandemic although they need to change their carry out containers but other than that we've ordered out from them probably pretty close to an average of once a week um so June or July, the coupons changed. Um, yes, I'm a coupon discount person. Uh, whereas something that we'd been able to use on carryout and then carryout and in the restaurant suddenly became in the restaurant only. And I thought, okay, I get it. You know, the better coupon is for eating inside the restaurant because they want to get you in the doors. I get that, you know, drinks and more likely to do add-on sales and everything. And then the September coupons came out. And they're back to carry out. It's the same major discount. Have you seen any of this, Pauline? Have you sensed that some of the marketing and everything may be shifting? I've noticed a lot more of like 
same day delivery type of thing from random stores um or curbside pick yeah i mean you don't really wonder anymore like is curbside pickup available you know it's it's Mm -hmm. just sort of always is Mm -hmm. um which i still haven't done it I don't know. I still like but going into stores. But, <laughs> but do you think it's being promoted again? That's the thing. I, this is it. I doubt if Michael's ever stopped doing curbside. Yeah. But they weren't, like, promoting it. That was, I think, the thing that hit me. But that's interesting about the same-day delivery and everything. I think it, yeah, I mean, now that I think about it, um, I don't do Michael's. I do Joanne's. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, same, same type of yeah. thing. Um, and I have their app, which they always send me stuff about sales and everything. And they always do remind, yes, curbside pickup is an option. Yep. And I think w- I, it, you watch. Now you'll become very aware yes, of all of I this. Yes, now I will notice all that every time I get a <laughs> yeah. notification or an and email. <laughs> and it was just like these random, like, things I would see over the past couple mm. weeks that I sensed that they are preparing and in their own ways are preparing us to go through it's not going to be a total lockdown like it has been it's not going to be i mean i think most stores and restaurants are going to remain open most places most of the time um but just these little changes um signifying that something big is happening so um you know, when I look at work, and, and I have even realized as I've sensed this going on the past month, uh, first of all, you have to understand winter is not one of my favorite seasons. Um, I'm definitely a spring person. Uh, you know, summer usually is too hot for me. But anyway, winter is definitely not my season. I need light. And of course, I live in the Northeast. So we're down to 13 hours of, of light on September 7th. So winter, I've always struggled with my whole life, (coughs) and there's no doubt in my mind that I have some of the uh, seasonal disorder, I forget what the A stands for. Anyway, I mean, I've known my whole life that I am definitely impacted, even by gray, rainy days and and things like that. So I'm thinking about myself, um, maybe selfishly or maybe out of self-preservation, like what am I going to be doing the next six months to try to keep myself healthy in every way, mentally, emotionally? physically um and not go to too dark of a place because i certainly in the past 18 months have done my share of ups and downs over various things and sometimes they got layered on top of each other and probably took me down harder and faster than they should have and i know many many people are going through that what and sometimes you may not even know what's going on or or other people around you but i think we need to think ahead to these next you know three to six months ago, okay, this is, it is what it is, (coughs) excuse me, how can we prepare for it to get through, not just survive, but really actually get through. So um, let's talk about work some. And I've shared some of these same stories on some of the other podcasts, uh, but cancellations are coming. Started seeing them about the first week of August. Nope, nope. It was even July, I think, when that nurses convention in Orlando canceled on like a week's notice. 5,000 people. <coughs> Excuse me. Hang on a second. Sorry to be coughing in your ear here. Um, lots of cancellations. 
we have to be prepared. Oh, boy, my voice is really going. Okay, we'll get this. Um, we have to be prepared to move any face-to-face -face meetings you have on the book in the next three to six months to at least hybrid, and, and I would not be surprised if a lot of them get changed to virtual or get canceled entirely. Again, determining what's an essential meeting uh, could become a big thing, and this really affects meeting planners. You know, I've seen this happening in the past couple weeks. I just remembered the other two stories I was thinking of. You know, meeting planners having to shift incentive trips from outside of the country into the country and then them still getting canceled. Uh, cities changing their regulations and so meetings being changed on a week. And I was explaining to Steve, you know, people think we take a meeting, it's fully planned, what's the big deal? We move it from city A to city B, the agenda is the same. But I said to him, we have to look at the hotel we have to figure out the floor plan. We have to assign new meeting spaces for everything. We have to do new BEOs for every meal and food and beverage function. We, it, it sounds like it should just be, oh, we just pick it up from this hotel and move it to that hotel. You have to reestablish your contacts with your new CSM or ESM. You have to, there's just so much that does have to change. So there will be a lot of thought about what's an essential meeting. I also want to share with you that I have talked to two in the past week, people who are ESM CSMs at two properties, not related to each other in two different states, and both of them telling me the stories of how short-staffed mm -hmm. they are to even service a meeting or event. And I actually heard two stories this very last week one of them was, uh, you know, a city, uh, one was moving from a city to another or whatever. But when they sent out, when the sourcing person sent out something, they only got one reply, and that hotel told them that they'd have to know by the end of the day because it would take them a week to find enough staff to work it. And then I talked to uh, an ESM at a hotel who told me the same story from the ESM standpoint that if they get a call for a, a meeting that's coming up pretty quickly, they have to tell the potential client, you need to make a decision immediately because it will take us a week to 10 days to fully staff your event. And I think what people think, because I know the first couple times I heard it, I was like, oh, you know, all we keep hearing is there's, you know, 10 million jobs available, 8.4 million people looking for jobs. I believe those are the numbers I saw the other day. But, you know, in August, the hospitality job status didn't change. And if you're one of the people that thinks nobody's working because they're getting too much money through unemployment, please try to find some of the very non-political articles written by economists that really show how this is all work. Um, and I mean, how it what's changed and the researchers and everything like that. It's not just people being lazy and wanting to collect a free ride. Are there some of those people? Of course. But is it everyone? No. So, you know, hotels are really struggling to find staff for lots of different reasons. Um, this morning I was reading an article about hotels cutting more and more and more back on housekeeping uh, for lots of reasons. Um, but I think what we've been thinking is all the hotels are sitting there waiting for us to call and put a meeting or event there. They are going to be so happy to have us, and we're going to have so many good negotiating points from the planner standpoint. And 
they're just going to think we're wonderful because we brought a meeting back to their hotels. And yes, they would love to, but at the same time, they're struggling trying to figure out how to service your meeting. So, and still, I mean, like I said, I talked to, I had heard three stories this past week uh, around that same theme. Three different states, three different groups, everything. So, you know, having a meeting a week out may not fly. So it's, it's really important that uh, we think about things like that. Other things that are going to impact us, um, the EU, the European Union, reinstated restrictions for the U.S., 27 nations are in the um, EU, so if you're looking at having international meetings where you're going into the EU, good chance that's not going to work right now. And, of course, there's a lot of U.S. restrictions as to who can come into this country, too. Um, article this past week about uh, put out by um, IATA, which is the International Air Transport Association. I know I garbled through it on a prior podcast. Anyway, they supported the European Union, um, what was the official name, Colleen, do you remember, of that thing? Ah, there it is. The uh, EU Digital COVID Certificate. They said it is like the best thing out there and everyone else, it should be the global standard for how these are being done. Um, That's one of the key things, along with getting people to get vaccines uh, or getting vaccines to people in certain areas of the U.S. and definitely around the world, uh, a non-negotiable proof is really important. Um, And uh, the uh, report came out this past week from Freeman showing that controlled face-to-face meetings can be as safe as or safer than going to a grocery store or anything like that. But again, we're already reading about forgeries coming through for the, the vaccine card. So we we need to have some of these things, and you need to be thinking about whether you are going to take control of your meeting and have mandated vaccines, testing, masks, some combination of the three to uh, protect people. I strongly urge you to pay attention to the news. Well, it's weird because in the next section I'm going to talk about don't read the news, <laughs> um, but Pay attention if you are putting a meeting in a particular geographical area within the U.S., outside of the U.S., pay attention to what's going on with that area at least. You know, follow the government, see what they're requiring. Some of the places are going back to quarantine, requiring if you come into the area you're supposed to quarantine for 5, 10, 14 days. Um, Do they have quarantine over there? Oh, no, you had to test every three days in France, you said, right? Um, to get the pass if you're not vaccinated, yes. For other people coming, well, no, you just can't come into the country if you well, don't have I one or the other. It depends on uh, which country you're coming from. I think the orange and red countries, there is some form of quarantine. Um, mm. I think the red ones, you have to um, quarantine for a whole week and then do a test at the end of that week. Got it. Got it. I could be wrong on level, but I know there is one of those levels where you have to do that. So point being is people are not going to be able to move around easily. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's going to be a lot of complications and there's going to be, you know, a lot of people, again, if not still afraid to travel. And I think with these two new variants that is escalating again. Um, Steve, what did you say about Labor Day that that there were more people flying or less? 
I know you read something on that the other day. It was a high fly weekend, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes. So, um, which kind of makes sense. We know students go back to school, um, but, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, flying has dropped tremendously in August from when it w where it was in, like, July. So there, except for the Labor Day weekend, there's been a huge drop in flying again. Uh, so, you know, people aren't traveling. Uh, they're concerned. Mm -hmm. So you need to think this out. But again, if you are going to pay attention to the news and you are involved in putting a meeting or event someplace else, you need to follow that geographical area um, to know what's going. Because you need to be ready if, if you read that they are considering putting a quarantine in or they are considering, you know, lowering the crowds. I know of one group that had to, you know, cancel their event in the middle because, and I saw it going because I had read a week before that that geographical destination was going to do that. So to me, it would have made more sense to cancel it before everyone got on a plane and got there, but that's me. Um, so really, really, if you're going to pay attention to the news, at least follow the geographical areas that you have meetings and take it forward to the decision makers if you're not one of them and let them know, hey, they're talking about this and do we need to reconsider how this meeting is going to roll. So those are some of the things, you know, I want to put out there work-wise in terms of thinking. Um, at some point, probably in a, a next e-guide and, and – Everything also, of course, the whole are we going to go back to work in the office? And I'm hearing more and more places that originally it said people would come back in September, now moving it to at least November. And I think, oh, why would you even make it November? Just make it January at this point, you know? I've seen that. Yeah, because mm -hmm. um, why bring people back in November when there's the holidays and, and yeah, <laughs> and and a lot of the country will have crummy weather. Like, if you're going to postpone it, let's just make it January and start with a clean slate, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so, uh, a lot of people will continue working from home. And of course there's a big push from many to work from home because mm -hmm. the number one benefit, I don't know, even know if benefits the right word that it says job seekers are looking for right now is flexibility where they work, when they work, um, et cetera. And actually, I mean, I've been hearing that from women for probably 30 years because of childcare and, and things like that. And it is usually women asking for it. Uh, so, you know, working from home is probably going to continue, but again, that's one of the things we kind of figured out last year. So that part might actually be easier this year. And many, many, many of you suddenly went, wow, I look like this work from home thing. Once we got it, once we got kids figured out and the pets figured out and whoever else had to work and we had enough computers for everyone and potentially a printer and you know, all these things, it's like, wow, there's a lot of benefits. Now, I've been working from home pretty much for 30 years. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Steve and I were set. We were already working from home. It was uh, almost, I'm, I was so unaware of how people did not have offices set up in their house. I mean, we made a seamless transition into you know, that part, because we were already there. Um, that's what our day was. So, uh, you know, that that part may not be so bad. And think about it for those of you who are going to be in the crummy weather states, which right now is pretty much every street, but for uh, other reasons, um, you know, not worrying about the ice and the snow and 
things like that could be a good thing. But I wanted to talk about a little also about professional and personal. Like I said, you know, I've had my own bouts as I, I think almost anyone has this past year. And if they say they haven't, it's probably either because they were really, really good at figuring this out before it ever started, um, or they may just not even realize that they went through a tough time in terms of their head and, you know, emotion and things like that. When this all started last year, the very first virtual presentation I did was for MPI New England. And when we talked about it, it was the first week of April. And when we talked about it, we talked about what do we want this pre presentation to be? I mean, t the world was going through a total unknown at that time. We were all so confused, hurt, scared, mad, you know, pick anything. And I ended up creating a, well, that's pretty funny, creating a presentation called Creation is the Opposite of Destruction. And it... it it's free. It's on my YouTube channel mm -hmm. if you want to watch it. It's about an hour, I think it yep. is. And um, what I sat down and thought is like, okay, how do we deal with How do I deal with this? When my world gets totally disrupted in a bad way, what helps me? What helps fix me? What helps soothes me? What helps give me hope? And I, I had, I tell the story in the, in the presentation about going through a, a, a significant bad time for a number of years and then one thing was the final thing that kind of like I, I don't know that I can really cope with all of this and I happened to see this quote somewhere in a book I was reading that had nothing to do with it it was a fiction book but you know sometimes you get your messages all kinds of ways and I think for me when I have gone through significantly tough times that idea of creation the idea of some sense of control when you feel you have no control over anything is really important. And, you know, for people in this industry, these are two things we're actually pretty good at. We are good at putting order and some version of control in place when chaos is resolving. And I was thinking, yep, usually the first thing I do when I feel my life is spun out of control and I'm trying to get it functioning again first thing I do is you all do too you just don't realize it make a list I make a list things I want to do things I need to do things I can do that moment when I'm barely functioning um, you know what's going to make me feel better what's going to get me going again unfortunately I still have things from 18 months ago that I haven't done but I've done a heck of a lot else in the 18 months that I didn't even know would ever come to be um, so making a list is uh, in my opinion a good way and you might have multiple lists like this is my personal list this is my professional list this is what I need to do at work this is what I want to get done around the house it doesn't matter but it's some sense of figuring out where can I make a little difference because the reality is is none of us are going to go solve on our own this pandemic issue or any of the other issues that are going on in the world, the, the global warming, um, you know, uh, countries and upheaval, et cetera, et cetera. We may be able to do a little bit to help if we all did it together, but really the things that we really can affect is, is looking at our own life and going, what can I do that's going to make me feel like I have some control and hope and, 
and everything. So I find lists to be uh, ridiculously good for that, and this is an industry that thrives on lists. So um, we should be really good at that. Uh, another one is creation. Um, we are a creative industry overall. Our creativity shows up in many different ways. But if, you know, the creation um, is, is, is a good antithesis to the destruction. So what can you create? What can you do um, to do it? Also seeing, like last night, even as I was preparing to come into the studio today and I was writing some of these notes, there are a lot of these articles coming out, another sign to me that they they see what's going to happen in the next three to six months. This one was actually on NPR, National Public Radio, Six Tips for Coping with COVID Anxiety This Fall and Winter. And I thought, this is it. You know, the fact that we're seeing these again is is definite. And, you know, some of the things they talk about, um, you know, for uh, – you know, centering your um, soul and everything like that, you know, reframing how you think of anxiety. And one of the things Pauline and I were talking about before we went on was it is too easy to get sucked into the news. Um, we don't watch a whole lot on TV, but when your phone is in your hand and you have any kind of news feed, which mm -hmm. we do on our phones, I have found myself in the morning you know, switching to it real quickly or even in the evening and the time in before, and I see it frequently taking a toll on me. It, it's getting to the point that I open the news to see which horrible story, you know, pushed off what other horrible story. Are we talking COVID today? Are we talking wildfires, floods, hurricanes, tornadoes, um, wars, uh, just and it's like I've, I've got to stop doing it, and I, I need to put reminders because I do it so unconsciously. I'm thinking about what reminders am I going to put in place to remind me when I'm sitting, like I sit in this particular same place every morning, probably most of you do, when I have my cup of tea, and I actually think I'm going to have to put a note there saying, don't read the news. And that may sound silly, but I need to be reminded of these things because I unconsciously forget mm -hmm. and just automatically open that screen and start scrolling through it. And uh, for years I've read you should never watch, read, whatever the news, a half hour after waking up or a half hour before you go to bed because that's the time your brain is the most impressionable. So, like, that's something I'm going to do. And they talk about, you know, um, in this particular article, just to give you some examples, you know, how you got to remember to connect with others. And one of the big differences between this winter compared to last winter, I know a lot of you created pods with like another family or something like that, is I had read a piece the other day and they're saying, we can have groups in our house this year. You know, if everyone is fully vaccinated and, you know, whatever, uh, that they are not saying don't have groups mm -hmm. in your house this year. You have to know who they are even more than we did with the, or, well, maybe less, more. You have to know what people's behaviors are still. You know, have they been walking around without their mask? Have they been, but we can have gatherings of our family this year or our friends. And that's something that made me start thinking, I want a new rug so we can have people <laughs> in our house. We ordered one rug. We had to send it back. Didn't didn't work out. But, you know, I, I'm thinking, like, okay, what do we have to do if we're going to have – we haven't had people in our house basically in a year and a half, you know. Mm -hmm. And 
it's kind of become a very comfortable, like I will spread out all over everything. So I need to rethink how to get the house together if we're going to have people over. But Every flat surface. Yep. It's a genetic trait in my family is what we know. Um, you know, it talks about, you know, finding rituals. One of the things I started doing years ago, okay, so a lot of you probably follow mindfulness and meditation. Well, I'll be perfectly honest, I suck at it. Um, and I discovered that years ago, um, when I actually even tried, you know, after saying, oh, this is stupid, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that. And I can't, those things don't work for me. But what I did do was find alternatives that for me helped me get centered and feel good and be able to start my day. For me, it was some kind of motivational reading. I always had a stack by my, where I would sit and have my tea, lived somewhere else at the time. And, you know, I would have my four or five books that I knew would, you know, lift my spirits, make me feel good to start my day, give me hope, um, give me focus. And, you know, I've been thinking I need to do that. Plus, now there's so much stuff online like, I'm going to look up even videos and audios. Uh, there's one particular professional speaker who I've known for years, Willie Jolly, and he does a motivational minute every day. And I, I love Willie. He's, he's an essential part of my speaking career and my business. We got to know each other a little over 20 years ago, and he always lifts me up. And I'm like, you know what? I need to schedule time to, uh, this has got to be my routine. I need to create a new routine that will take care of me. Cup of tea, play the game I'm obsessed with, not go to the news, listen to something motivational or read a motivational book or both. Also exercise, you know, um, I always gain a good minimally 10 pounds in the winter. And so I'm trying to figure out, and I haven't lost the ones from last winter, so, you know, I've got to figure out what I need to do between now and winter to be healthier, knowing that, and what can I do inside to be healthier. And I'm not talking about COVID health. I'm talking about just in general. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at revamping my morning routine. So I start the day out better to, to get me through and, and adding creation in. I'm trying to add creative days into my schedule and, uh, you know, just things that I know will, will lift me up and, and help keep me going. So that's something I uh, strongly urge you to do. And, you know, one of the things this article also says is accept that the new normal is going to be abnormal. And I, I think that's that's really important, too. It's not. It's not going to be what we wanted even a year ago, even when we thought everything would be completely different because of the vaccine. It, we're not there yet. We're just not there yet. So... It's all trying to keep the anger and the frustration and everything can be tough, but that's why looking for alternatives to to help support you in a different way, I think is is real important. Um, on the professional slash personal thing, one of the things I heard a huge amount in the past eighteen months from people who took my CMP class or I was working with on, you know, uh, in guiding sessions uh, through the other part of my business and job searches and things like that. But in the CMP, I heard it a lot. Uh, but other forms of education people were going for other credentials and certificates. Mm -hmm. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Liz, for getting the right vocabulary in our, in our mouths here. Um, I had so many people say, I wanted to do the CMP for years, or it could be the, you know, many, many other different educational things. 
wanted to do this for years and never got around to it. Couldn't because I was traveling. Now's perfect because a lot of people were furloughed or laid off um, entirely uh, or they weren't traveling for their job. And so now they could make it to classes. They could um, do things. So one of the things I found myself doing the past couple months is kind of beating myself up at times of the things I thought I would do in the past 18 months that I still somehow haven't gotten done, and I'm not really sure how. But I do know I have come in the past couple days to realize part of it's because I did a lot of other kind of really cool and great things. So... That's okay, but it still pisses me off that I haven't done some of those things that are on my list from last March, and I need to take that out and revisit it. But the main thing is, is as the summer, as things got busier and people started working and traveling and everything, I could see people talking less about, oh, yeah, I think I want to do my CMP or my whatever. I don't want to list one credential other than the ones I'm affiliated with and insult anyone else. Um, but here's the thing. If you didn't do your CMP or whatever it is, what other educational or something to move your career forward, rewrite your LinkedIn page, redo your resume, start a job search, whatever it is, and you're thinking you missed your chance because the world is opening up again, well, the world's going to take a nap again for a while. So, you know, maybe that's a good place to call it. The nap. That's what we're going to call it. Yeah. It's a nap. a nap. That's what it is. It's a it's temporary. A long one. It's a long one. A little Rip Van Winkle-ish. But, um, you know, we're, we're definitely taking a step back. Um, and, you know, don't give up on that thought. Uh, again, next three to six months are going to resemble heavily what we went through, you know, last year. Think about, you know, how you're going to feel at the end. And I watched people do that. It was like, uh, if nothing else good came out of this horrible situation, I finally got my CMP or I finally did this or I finally did that or I went and looked for a new job or I just rethought out anything, anything and everything. Do that for yourself. Uh, we talked a lot about the people who passed in 2020 is that, well, at least we know one good thing came out of 2020 and, and, you know, we needed to know that we didn't really know that 2021 was going to be some version of it, but don't, don't let yourself be disappointed again. It is, whether you want to call it the lemons and lemonade thing, whatever it is, but you can create good stuff out of the situation, but you have to consciously think about it figure out what works. Like I said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm revisiting my morning routine. So I start out in a, a better way, mentally, emotionally, and physically. I'm going to literally write notes to myself because I have discovered I, I remember one thing one day and then the next day I remember another one, but I'm never doing all the things that would really work together. Uh, there's a book I love called Creating a Charmed Life by Victoria Moran. And one of the things I love in, in one of the pieces she writes is she talks about when you're in a, a bad place or whatever, create a list of things that have worked in the past to get you out of it. Because when you're in that bad place, you don't remember any yeah. of them. Like, the, you know, everything has always been crappy and you've never gone through anything this crappy before and you have no idea how to get out of it. But she said, you know, create a list and put it in your drawer or put it so when you feel bad – that you can literally pull the list out. Um, I know some of you are going to put it on your phone, whatever. 
Um, but the main thing is to have it where you can remind yourself. Sometimes not having it on your phone might be good because if you open a drawer like by your bedside or your clothing drawer or whatever, uh, your laptop, and it's laying there on a piece of paper, um, you're more likely to remember it. So that's my, that's my recommendation from you. You know, I've been very honest in the past. I have definitely dealt, especially when I was younger, with major bouts of uh, major depression. Um and there have been some adult years that haven't been uh, really pleasant either. So that's, I guess, why I, I mean, I am a planner. So I'm, I'm now I'm more likely to look and say what's going to trigger something mm -hmm. and try to build a plan to uh, either avoid it entirely or mitigate it, you know, lessen uh, what will happen as it does. So, you know, just think about how do you take care of you, and I'm not a big fan of don't forget to take care of yourself. Those are fighting words. I'm intelligent. I know I should take care of myself. It's just I always can't figure out how or why. So maybe some of those ideas, you know, help. <coughs> Eating a whole chocolate cake sometimes does too, but it has <laughs> other repercussions. Um or a whole bottle of Nutella. But anyway, um, so uh, those are some of my thoughts. Anything you want to add, um, Pauline or Steve? Or Don't worry, be happy. Akuna Matata. Mm. Okay. Um, Steve doesn't really let things really wear on him the way I do, so it's probably good. <laughs> probably good. Um, we carry things very, very differently. But uh, go ahead. Anything? I mean, I think it all goes for personal and professional, even if it's not. You talked about CMP and certifications and certificates and all that. Um, there might be some things that you haven't done in your personal life that is just like, maybe I should start doing that. I don't know. Like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I wish I could learn how to play music or that type of stuff. Give it a shot. I mean. Yeah, for me, one of the ones I thought about was learning a language. Yeah. Yeah, because some, I hate the fact that I only that. speak one language. Um, I picked up embroidery, which um, is, is it was a random thing. I just was like, I'm going to start. You know, I didn't have class for a while. I didn't have a job. <laughs> so but and Might it, as well do something. And it's creation. It's creation. And the face of destruction. And who was the um, Olympic diver from Great Britain who was took up knitting? Oh, really? Tom yeah. I don't know. But I think it was Tom Daly. He he took up knitting in the middle of all this because what else are you going to do, right? Yeah, and it turns out to be a great tool for anxiety. And in time, it's like, you know, sometimes you just need little hobbies. And I think it's a great time to start picking them up because if, you know, you don't have that much else to do and you're stressed about everything else, about work and what's not happening at work, I think is mostly what is it is now. Yeah. Might as well fix some things in personal life or totally agree with you um and uh, and again creating something mm -hmm. whatever that is food uh embroidery um anything where you're creating something it is very fulfilling and what that is for different people is you know um, you know i read something very interesting about stress baking i do that a lot okay um and what it is is basically in a matter of an hour or two you complete something. Yes. You started something and you finished it, and that's why so many people stress bake, apparently. Um, Makes total sense. Again, and it's right in that creation mode. Yeah. I created something when everything around me is being destroyed. Yeah. So if it feels like things aren't moving along, maybe that's what, you know, 
you need to do is just start something short, a short project, and do it. Yep. Uh, I totally agree with you. You know, I mean, the reality is we have to take care of ourselves personally mm -hmm. first. Um, so next week we'll have some baked goods. Here. If you want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love baking. I mean. I remember you said cooking isn't your thing so much, but baking Baking, is. the best purchase I made during COVID was my KitchenAid. <laughs> oh, you bought one of yeah. them at the big mix? Yeah, he cook. bought a pasta maker a yeah, couple I of weeks I ago. Cook. I, I cook. Yeah. I don't bake, but I cook. Baking is mm, too exact for me. Well, you do I like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah it doesn't. Yeah, I, do. I keep trying to explain to him mm. that doesn't work really well with most baking ingredients. Yeah. You know, you can change the cinnamon, you can change, but you can't really be changing baking powder, baking soda, flour. You yeah. know, key things doesn't <laughs> doesn't work real well, but. You know, create something, and that could be so many different things. Maybe that's why TikTok videos became big. The one thing, you know, is is do something, and and it's real easy with our phones and everything to go down these rabbit holes of, you know, I have so many people say, oh, I'm on TikTok for hours just watching videos, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Just make sure they're ones that are lifting you up, or mm -hmm. you know, uh, somehow doing it, and. You know, maybe it inspires you to make a TikTok video or, um, but uh, I'd say plan ahead. Right now, we're kind of at, depending on where you live, kind of at this borderline of where we were and thought we were going to be and where we're probably not going to be for the next few months. So I really think planning for you and those maybe that you live with to figure out how to make these next three to six months go better based on what we learned last year and, you know, uh, maybe new things we've learned. Um, but, yeah, th this is figuring out what's going to work for you. But I think it's easier to figure it out ahead of time than when you're in the midst of it, just like any kind of meeting crisis or, or anything like that. Uh, just look ahead and say, oh, wow, this is how it impacted me. And this is what I know now, and how can I make it better for this year? So those are, hopefully that helped in, in some ways. Um, as you can tell, I'm, I'm working on this myself, and if I come up with any brilliant ideas, I will share them with you in the future of how I am going to do this list, though, in the morning. And the first thing it's going to say is don't read the news. Uh, and take it from there. So anyway, um, that's it from me. And uh, thank you again for listening and, and stopping by and joining us. And I hope something here was useful for you. And on uh, so why don't you two say goodbye and I'll sign off. Bye, everyone. Stay safe. Stay happy. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that. You can sing it together. Sing it. Go ahead. Both of you do it together. I don't know all the words. You start. I don't know the words either. Hakuna Matata. Matata. It's a worry-free <laughs> philosophy. Hakuna Matata. Well, you tell Mom and them, listen in, and we'll leave the light on for you. <laughs> I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what the next one is. Anyway, please know I'm... I'm I'm thinking of all of you. I'm thinking of all of us as we figure out professionally and, and work-wise and meeting-wise how to take care of each other. But um, I also really do care very strongly about, you know,
taking care of each other personally, and those of you who have had any interaction with me probably know that very much. So uh, do take care. And again, thank you for joining us on this, and uh, we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.